At Urban Farm Podcast, we are all about education, and April is Foliar Feeding Month. Have you heard of it? It is a super simple application of spraying liquid organic fertilizer on your trees and garden plants. The leaves, branches, and trunks are incredible at absorbing nutrients. And if your soil isn't great or your pH is off, foliar feeding is a quick and long-lasting fix to get your plants the nutrients they need. Want to learn more? Join us for our free online webinar on how to apply this amazing process to your gardens and fruit trees. Visit urbanfarm.org to sign up. That's urbanfarm.org. My favorite plant to grow in my yard is the fruit tree because you plant it once and you get fruit for decades. If you have ever been curious on the best ways to be successful in growing fruit trees, today is your lucky day. Why? Because my team and I have compiled our best interviews and videos in one place to assist you in growing your own toe-tingling peaches and awesome apples right out your front or back door. Plus, as an added bonus, we've included an in-depth guide to successfully growing fruit trees in your yard. To get access to this information, it's free by the way, just go to urbanorchard.org or text FRUIT to 33444. That's urbanorchard.org or text FRUIT to 33444. You're listening to the Urban Farm Podcast, your partner in the Grow Your Own Food revolution. Whether you've just been introduced to urban farming or you're a lifelong advocate, we're sure you'll leave feeling more informed, equipped, and empowered to dig deeper into the soil of your local food economy. With you every step of the way, here's your host, Greg Peterson. Today on the Urban Farm Podcast, we have Vanessa Simpkins on talking about her experience with juicing. Vanessa is the founder of allaboutjuicing.com, a website and newsletter serving up fresh, tested juicing advice for getting a hot body, glowing skin, and lifelong health through the straw. She is also the founder of Vanessa's Juice Club and the author of The Juice Lover's Big Book of Juices, 425 Recipes for Super Nutritious and Crazy Delicious Juices. Her newsletters, products, and site reach over a quarter million readers each month, a veritable army inspired to juice for better health. As a juicing trend center known for her inventive and tasty juicing recipes, Vanessa has an underlying thirst for connecting people back to what makes them healthy one drink at a time. Welcome to the show today, Vanessa. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. Absolutely. So I'm excited to hear your story because I've I, I got a little you know a little pieces of it but so I shared a bit about you can you fill in the blanks for us and share more about the path you took to get where you're at now sure so when I was 11 I got Lyme disease and I was fine for a little while and went dormant in my system but I started having some bad symptoms after college in my uh-huh. early 20s and uh, I started researching about nutrition and the internet was a little um, newer back then. So I don't even know how I stumbled upon juicing, but I uh-huh. did. And I ordered a juicer online and came to my house and I was so excited about it. Um, and I started juicing just for health and it really worked for me. It was one of the first things um, that I did to try to get healthier um, in my whole journey in learning about nutrition and health right. and um, natural medicine. So. The rest is kind of um, history. I juiced every single day. Um, I tested out a lot of things. I did some juice fasts. 
and it just helped me tremendously. Wow. So are you on a plant-based diet then? I am. I am. Yes. Wow. So I, I have to tell you, I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> um, I have Lyme disease. Oh, no way. I, I, was, di know. I was diagnosed three years ago. Uh, okay. And uh, when I got diagnosed, uh, the diagnosis came back that I'd had it for the past, I don't know, 15, 20 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have another guest that'll be on the show soon. His name is Dr. Jim Loomis. And he and I met about 90 days ago. And he is a proponent of a plant-based diet. And when I shared with him that I had Lyme disease, he he shared with me the reasons to be on a plant-based diet, um, you know, better gut health and uh, less inflammation. Um, so, wow. It, yeah. It's interesting we have that in common. Yeah. And I, I actually have tried um, meat a few years ago just uh -huh. to see, because it was so long that I had went plant-based. I, I think I went plant-based around the time that I started juicing, maybe a year or so after. Uh -huh. And um, it, didn't, it didn't work for me. I didn't feel as well. And I, I don't know if that's because of the Lyme disease or my mm -hmm. blood type or whatever, um, but I went back to that and I just feel really good that way. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when did this whole, st whole thing start for you? What year? Oh, I can't remember the year. I think it was about maybe 16 years ago. Okay. It was a long time ago. Yeah. So 2000. Yes. Around yeah. 2000. About that time. Mm -hmm. Cool. So you spent let's call it 15 years uh -huh. juicing. So you went from being a juice consumer to a juice educator. Tell me about that, how that happened. Well, I, I just, I loved juicing from the beginning and mm -hmm. I had been working in um, corporate America in HR mm -hmm. and it was just really hard on my system. Mm -hmm. And I wanted a a new job that I could work from home and that I could help people. I was so, so passionate about health. And so that wasn't exactly in line with what I was doing, even though I liked it. Um, so I just wanted to do something that was in line with my passion. And I thought I would start a website and I did. Um, and within a year or two, all about juicing just blew up and I grew this really large community and we did um, juice challenges together. And so I, I left my, my job and I do this full time now. And we have a really large community that we, you know, I juice with and that I help. And it's just totally my passion. And it has been for a really, really long time. Wow. Cool. Yeah. And so how, from a, from a health slash Lyme perspective, how, how has juicing and a plant-based diet uh, impacted that? Well, I think that you know, when you have Lyme, your immune system is a little compromised. It's a little weak. Uh -huh. And so it's really important to get as much nutrition as you can. And so juicing is a really easy way to be able to get that into your body. So mm -hmm. if I don't eat perfectly, obviously I'm, I'm not perfect. I don't eat really well all of the time. Mm -hmm. I know that if I juice, I'm getting, you know, lettuce in me and beets in me and, and carrots and all of that nutrition in like a much easier way. Mm -hmm. And it just, I find that it helps my immune system and my whole body in general. Wow. And how, and how is that, you know, on, on a physical level, how, is, how have you seen a difference there? Um, my energy, I sleep better, my skin is better, like my mind is clearer. Uh, if I don't juice, 
um, and I don't take care of myself in general. I have mm -hmm. a lot of like brain fog and when my sleep is compromised, my day is messed up. Um, yeah. so I just, I think that, um, what I found with myself and with other people that have Lyme disease is that we just have to take really good care of ourselves. Cause yeah. I, I just don't think that I feel like other people now. I mean, I got Lyme disease so young, mm -hmm. so I'm not exactly sure what other people feel like. I just know that I have to take really good care of myself or I don't feel like others probably do. Yeah, yeah exactly. So what's your mission at all about juicing? Well, since I um, discovered that it's such an easy way to get nutrition and to feel better, um, even if you don't eat really well, um, mm -hmm. all I want to do is just want to share, share with people <laughs> um, that they can just juice. And it's just so super easy to get this nutrition and to feel better. I mean, in a world full of just so many like processed foods and things that are not good for us, all these toxins in our environment, mm -hmm. it's just an easy way to try to stay healthier. So that's just part of my mission and what I try to get out there and help people do just to juice daily, um, a couple times a week, anything that they can do to mm -hmm. get a little bit more nutrition. Cool. So you're sourcing all kinds of plants in order to make this happen. Yes. Where? Well, I don't have a um, backyard garden, but uh -huh. it's on my list. Hey, we can we can fix that. I can help you fix that. <laughs> yeah, I just moved to um, Austin not all that long ago, and we have a nice size yard where I can do that. My laptop mm. didn't have that, so I'm excited about that. But I usually just go to the supermarket, and I also have some. I'm lucky enough to have some local farmers markets that are just like pop up ones in shopping centers, and so I'll go to those. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, good. So it's uh, Wednesday morning. Um, we just had a. An election recently and you maybe or may not be a little stressed out <laughs> what what juice do you make well um, celery is really really good for the nerves uh -huh. um, so I always tell people like if before bed like this celery juice would have been great before bed last night people were like all worried <laughs> oh wow or, um, anxious before bed but yes it acts as a nervine in our system so any juice with celery is really great so we should we should do celery before we go to bed not when we get up yeah, well, I mean, it's not going to make you fall asleep, but it'll help calm you yeah. <laughs> any time of day. Interesting. Because Heidi, my sweetie Heidi and I, we do eight ounces of celery juice every morning right now. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. so, so good for you. Yeah. We've uh, we've recently done some reading and found that it helps improve your gut flora. Yeah. It improves a lot of things. Yeah. Like? Like bloating, just like all of like the water retention in your body mm -hmm. and it um replenishes like minerals and your um, electrolytes and stuff like that so it's also good if you work out or like a heavy exerciser oh yeah well that's me i'm i'm training for a half marathon right now so oh uh, awesome yeah so all right cool so what's your favorite juicing juiced drink oh i don't know if i have a favorite <laughs> <laughs> that's super hard I'll, an easy go-to that I always fantastic. Have, Tell me yeah, about that one. Is celery, apple, and then if I have any greens around. Mm -hmm. So I re and sometimes I'll throw some cucumber in there just because it's like it's light, it's nourishing. Yeah, that's what I usually usually go to. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool, cool. So I noticed on your website, allaboutjuicing.com, you talk about being a juicing mixologist. Tell me about that. 
Well, I have a really great knack for making juices. Like uh-huh. I can almost just make them in my sleep and they always turn out good and I'm not oh, sure. Nice. <laughs> because I've been doing it for so long. You uh-huh. know, I've made so many bad concoctions and good concoctions. So it's just this one like weird knack that I discovered over time that I can make like some really bad things taste good. Uh-huh. So, oh, like what? Uh, okay, you, 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 I like, gotta ask you that. <laughs> broccoli, asparagus, those things um, generally taste pretty terrible in juice, but I've learned just different produce to help, you know, hide and mask some of those tastes pretty well. Uh Radishes don't taste so good um, and can really turn people off to juicing if they juice them, because a lot of times when you're new to juicing, you'll just, I don't know, you go through your, (laughs) I've done this too, you go through your fridge and you juice things at once. Pick whatever you want to pick. And then it tastes really bad and it makes you sick. so I've learned over time what, how to how to do that. Mm-hmm. I really like to do that. Nice. Nice. So tell me about your website. Okay. So All About Juicing started as an informational website mm-hmm. um, just to help people out about juicing. Um, there's a lot of fear around juicing when someone first gets their juicer. They're afraid they're going to juice something that they shouldn't juice. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure exactly why that is, but I wanted to help dispel that and so there's a few there's a few rules around juicing and tips and all of that and so I I put that on the site for people um, so they're not as scared and they can make good tasting things because like like I just said a lot of people will start juicing and they'll make something terrible <laughs> and then they never juice again and they never do it again yeah. Time. Yeah, yeah exactly like um, so I kind of wanted to just help that a little bit got it so talk to me about juicers in general how do you know how do I pick one oh well when I started um you know juicing like 15 years ago Uh there wasn't all that many there was a few and today there are so so many good juicers on the market so the first thing I always say is like the best juicer is the one that you're actually going to use. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? Perfect. Yep. Yeah. Because um, people, they just agonize over this decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always think like if you're not sure if you're going to like it, just go with one of like the cheaper models that are under $100 mm-hmm. that have the um, centrifuge that are centrifugal. And they spin the juice and it's not as good as some of the most the more expensive juicers that are masticating, like the single and the twin gears. Oh, right. um, but it works just fine. Like it just gets a, a lower juice yield and the pulp might be wetter, but you'll, you'll see if you like juicing. And then if you do someday when that juicer dries out, you can just upgrade to another one. So that's uh-huh. usually, you know, what I tell people because some juicers can be very expensive. So it's a little intimidating right. um, to spend three or $400 on a juicer, not knowing if you're going to even yeah, like it or use exactly. it. I think I spent, uh, I bought an, I, I, I'm looking on your website, and I, I think what I have is an Omega juicer. Uh, it looks okay. it looks the same, and I think I spent 140 dollars on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a couple of years ago, and it you know it seems to work great. Here's the other cool thing you can do with it: um, you can take out the screen and put uh, frozen fruit through it, and you get this really great. It's you know it's an ice cream like substance. Obviously, there's no ice, there's no cream in it because it's all fruit, but uh, I guess it's more sorbet-like. Have you ever tried that? Yes. Yeah, I have. Um, my first juicer was the Champion Juicer, and I still love them today. Um, and they do the same exact thing. So I think yeah. I know what model you're you're talking about. Uh-huh. And it's the coolest thing. And I, I started doing it with bananas 
And I prefer, have you ever done it with bananas? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Put in a banana. Put in a couple of peaches. Put in a banana. Put in a couple of peaches. And oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so so good. I love it. Mm -hmm. And it really tastes like it really tastes like ice cream. Right. Yeah, it does. It, yeah, absolutely does. Cool. So, name for me the top twenty things. I know that's a big list that you would, that you would actually juice. What 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 kinds of things are we juicing here? Well, you can juice, you know, almost anything. But the things that that I try to help people juice are kind of the things that we all have around and that are less intimidating, like apples, celery, cucumber, beets, beets. Yep, beets. I was just thinking that um, kale. Kale, uh -huh. yeah. Romaine lettuce is a really um, great one because it's a, like a lighter. Oh, beef. right. Like kale's a little bit stronger. <laughs> so I always say like if you're starting a new, you know, if you're new to green juicing, mm -hmm. do something like romaine versus kale just because you don't really taste it <laughs> yeah. at all. You know, sometimes you can taste kale, but you don't usually taste romaine. Those are those are some some big ones that I, that I stick to in a lot of the recipes. Mm -hmm. uh, Pineapple is a oh, really good one. Nice, yes. Nice. So, uh, I take it you're not completely consuming juice. You you eat other things, yes. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. So, I always get that question. <laughs> so what's so what's the rest of your diet like? Um, I eat a plant based diet, so I really love salads, and I have you know at least one salad a day. Mm -hmm. um, I do eat. I do eat eggs and I like them a lot. Um, and I'll have a lot of vegetables. Sometimes I'm, I'm mainly plant-based, but sometimes I do like a little bit of fish. So it's the only meat that I will eat. Uh -huh. And I, I can digest that pretty well. Um, and, and it works pretty well with my system. Yeah. Um, but I do have a lot of salad. I love a lot of like grilled vegetables and, and things like that. Yeah, cool. Oatmeal. Oh, yeah. That's what I had this morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Smoothies. I like smoothies too. Nice. So what positive changes have people told you they have had in, in transitioning to a plant-based but also a juicing diet? Well, um, there's so many things. So if you think about like the average person that maybe eats out a lot and um, has processed food and then they put, um, you know, raw foods into their body like juicing, so dr the changes can be dramatic. Mm -hmm. So um, they tell me, they sleep better. Um, they feel calmer and like more balanced. Mm -hmm. um, um, like their hair, better hair growth, better skin. A lot of times, um, people start juicing when they have like other health issues, like yeah. blood pressure and cholesterol. <laughs> yeah, and it really helps with those things as well because they're getting all these nutrients and it's just totally going the work into their mm -hmm. body, right? Um, to help correct these these issues. So it's almost anything under the sun. I feel like I get yeah. emails every day about some, you know, really great um, thing that you can help them with that they either started out juicing to help with or they didn't. Uh -huh. Just a really good side effect. <laughs> nice. So. Nice, nice. I call that the Mack truck syndrome when people, um, you know, they something health wise comes up, you know, kind of like with me, I end up with Lyme disease and I need to figure out how to eat better and, um, you know, so I can feel better. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I call that the Mack truck syndrome. <laughs> so, um, so I'm going to shift on you, and I'd like for you to talk about a time you failed, how you overcame that failure, and what you might have learned from it. Okay. Well, there's, I guess there's a lot of things 
in life. You know, we always welcome you. Welcome to life, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking one of my um, bigger ones was just kind of career wise. Like mm -hmm. I, I wish that I had, you know, followed my passion a little bit sooner. Mm -hmm. So I would mm. say it's, it's kind of like a fail that I stayed in a in a position that wasn't serving me in life, oh. and I waited, and I kind of see that as a failure. But it it all it all worked out in the end anyway. Usually does. Yes. Yeah. It usually um, does. And I wish I would have kind of acted on that on that sooner. Yeah. So this is just a shout out for everybody out there. If you're going to work every day and not loving what you do, this is your wake up call, right? Right, definitely. Yeah. yeah, so definitely listen to your gut. Yeah, <laughs> do what you think you should be doing. Yeah, exactly. So tell me about that transition uh, from working full time somewhere else to, uh, you know, to doing your own thing full time. And and what was the what was the spark of inspiration? What what happened that had you say, you know what, I'm going to go do this full time. Well, I was, I started my blog when I was working. So it was essentially like I was working two jobs, uh -huh. you know, at the same time. And I'd get home from work and I'd be so excited to go to go work on my blog. And I would, I, I remember, you know, working on it from like 7 p.m. till maybe like, you know, 1 a.m. And um, welcome to uh, being excited about something, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it just, you know, I loved it and I just had so much more passion for it than I did when I would wake up in the morning and go to my other job. Uh -huh. um, so, you know, that was a, that was a good sign, number one. Um, and then it just grew and I loved getting all of like the emails and the comments. And then mm -hmm. I, the, probably the biggest spark was that I realized I was helping people or, and the website and the things I had put out there was helping people. And that's when I was like, whoa, like I love doing this and is helping people, I need to make this change. So I think that's probably, yeah. you know, it was all of those, it, it, it didn't happen overnight. No, um, well, yeah, but, it never does. <laughs> so yeah. It's, One day for, I woke up and realized right. um, that it was really working. Yeah, for me it happened in 2002. I was running a software company that I had started uh, 16 years earlier. And I realized that the what I was doing in the software company, I owned the company, but the what I was doing in the software company wasn't supporting who I was in the world anymore. Yeah. And um, that was around the same time that I was, I had gone back to school and, you know, I got a degree and I, you know, I just shifted my life and it took, for me, it took a decade. Um, oh yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, it does, it does take a, a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it doesn't have to, but often it does because, you know, change takes time. Yeah, and you have to finally make that decision to, to yeah. kind of make a leap. Yeah, or not. You know, if you change and jump off of a cliff, make sure you have your parachute. Yeah. And you could do it real quick, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. So what do you consider your biggest success? I probably would say it's it's all about juicing.com and just like the growth that it, it's had, the community that it's had mm -hmm. or that, that we have today. You know, in some ways I say I know how it happened. In other ways, I'm not sure how mm -hmm. it did. Um, yeah. But it, that is definitely like so far in my life, one of the biggest um, successes. Wow. wow. What do you love most about it? I think I love, I love just knowing that what I'm doing is really helping others. Uh-huh. And I, you know, I love the comments and, um, it just, it just feels good to know that it's like part of my purpose and yeah. that I really am helping people. 
So maybe this is your answer to the question already, but I'm asking it in a different way. What drives you? Why uh, Why do you yeah. do what you do? Yeah, I think that's that's what drives me. Because if, if there's days where, you know, I get bad comments from people, yeah. <laughs> um, it's always the good ones and knowing that there's, you know, a lot of people out there that I've helped. So, yeah. so here, but here, let me ask the question a little bit differently. Uh-huh. So you've had your blog up about, how long have you had your blog up? I think it was maybe 2010, 2011. Okay, so you've had your blog up for five or six years. Mm-hmm. Think back when you first started it. You weren't getting input from people that said, hey, love what you're doing. Thanks for the change. Why did you start it? What was the what was your reason for starting it back then? I wanted to, I wanted a career shift. I wanted to try a new business. Um, I always. I do think I'm an entrepreneur at heart. Mm-hmm. Good. And before I before I did this, I actually had a um, a handmade soap business that I oh, sold. Wow. Yeah, and a farmers market. So I I knew that I liked uh, stuff in the health realm and that I was nice. an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, and so I I wanted to always make it on my own and mm-hmm. and do something that I loved and I do enjoy um, the business aspect of it as well. Cool. Cool. So I'm all about education, and I have to know. Is there a book that's been influential for you in this process in your life? I love, love, love to read. Um, so I'm either reading about health or personal development. So I love psychology and things like that. So there's a lot of books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> sure. yeah, as, as um, with me. Yep. Some of the more recent ones, because I'm having a hard time remembering, <laughs> remembering <laughs> back. Um, some of the more recent ones is I love um, The Big Leap, I think it's called by Gay Hendricks. That oh, was, yes. That was pretty good. Yep. I read that last year. I love that. Um, I love Tony Robbins' books. And um, I remember his was one of the first ones I read like out of out of college. And I just thought that, you know, and I continue right. to read his stuff and I, I find him really inspiring. Yeah. And then more recently, I'm, I'm reading, you know, some of Louise Hayes' works. And I think those are really interesting as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I read The Big Leap right after it came out. It must have been, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight years ago. And... Uh, recently, Heidi brought the book home and was reading it, so I got a little bit of a refresher. I I, I do like the work in that book. It's uh, yeah, it's it's so so good. I just I recommend everybody read that. Yeah, because it's just enlightening in so many ways. <laughs> yeah, it takes you outside of your comfort zone to stretch farther, and you know I think that that's a really important piece of of making a difference in the world. Is you know. How can you how can you stop listening to that voice in your head that says, "Who do you think you are that think that you can can't can do that?" And yeah, you know, shift it to uh, excuse me. What I have to contribute is much more important than what you have to say. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, he yeah he talks so much about you know fear and and overcoming that and yeah. it's just so important. Like you you cannot be your best self if you don't learn how to overcome some of your fears. Yeah. And it's really, really hard to do, but it's so worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And maybe sometimes it's not because, you know, when I went from being a, uh, a consumer of meat and animal products, and it's just been over the past 90 days. Um, now, granted, I'd gotten to the point where I was only eating chicken a couple of times a week. So, Stepping away from meat wasn't a hard one for me, um, but you know it wasn't scary for me. It was a, a, it was exciting. It was like ooh, 
you know, I can do this and let's see what it's like. And now I look back and it's literally, it's only been, I think 76 days when I counted this morning. Uh Uh, It's, you know, it's been like, all right, well, I don't miss that much. Yeah. 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 And I can't, I can't even imagine myself going back and eating, uh, you know, chicken at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you made a decision to move forward and why look back? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what one final piece of advice do you have for our listeners? I think from the juicing side, um, a good piece of advice would be, and just from the health and nutrition side, is to not be so hard on yourself mm. and to just try your best. And if you're not doing as well as you'd like, just get back up. And um, juicing is just a really, really great way to um, get nutrition into your diet. So if you're not eating like you'd like, um, try juicing out and you might find it's a really good start to just kind of catapult you into other things like maybe a plant-based diet or getting Mm -hmm. rid of some other processed food. So, yeah. Yeah. So jump in. (laughs) Yay. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show and sharing your experience with us today, Vanessa. It's been a treat getting to chat with you. Yes. Thank you so much. How can our listeners get a hold of you? They can go to allaboutjuicing.com and have the, the whole website is full of information about juicing and health. Um, they can sign up for my newsletter there. And we have juice challenges four times a year. So I'd oh, love wow. to have them join me for that. They're 21 day juice challenges and we juice once a day together in addition to our regular diet. Um, wow. Just so we can get used to juicing and learn about juicing different things together. And it's a really great community. Nice, nice. Also, Vanessa, you offer a juice jumpstart booklet on your website and we want to offer that to our listeners so tell us about that it's a free juice recipe book that has 10 juices in it Uh so if you're new to juicing or even if you've been juicing a little while um, it's just 10 really good juices um, that you can you know start juicing today Mm -hmm. that's it simple it's it's good they're tasty (laughs) fantastic so you can find out about that on our show notes page from today's podcast at urbanfarm.org backslash all about juicing well that's it for today thanks for joining us on the urban farm podcast my favorite plant to grow in my yard is the fruit tree because you plant it once and you get fruit for decades If you have ever been curious on the best ways to be successful in growing fruit trees, today is your lucky day. Why? Because my team and I have compiled our best interviews and videos in one place to assist you in growing your own toe-tingling peaches and awesome apples right out your front or back door. Plus, as an added bonus, we've included an in-depth guide to successfully growing fruit trees in your yard. To get access to this information, It's free, by the way. Just go to urbanorchard.org or text FRUIT to 33444. That's urbanorchard.org or text FRUIT to 33444. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Urban Farm Podcast. Remember to listen three days a week for tips, advice, and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming. You can find us on the web at urbanfarm.org or send us an email to podcast at urbanfarm.org. In the words of Vincent Van Gogh, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. Be encouraged that with each lesson learned and skill developed, you are one step closer in the direction of your dreams. One of the first things that many of us learn when we start to garden is how to water and fertilize the soil. 
But there is an exception to this rule and it's called foliar feeding. You should foliar feed or water the leaves of your plant with liquid fertilizer when you want certain nutrients to be absorbed better. Not only are the leaves great at uptaking liquid fertilizer, if your soil isn't very good or your pH is off, foliar feeding can help your veggies and fruit trees quickly get the nutrients they need to thrive. If you're ready to start foliar feeding for maximum growth yields and quality, head on over to urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves to see our selection of foliar feeding products. That's urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves.